0: You are listening to Your Blessed Life Podcast, episode number 17.
1: Let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life. With your host, best selling author, and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life.
0: Welcome to the show. Are you already part of Blessed Nation? If you're not, I want to encourage you to stop by yourblessedlife.com. So if you'll go to yourblessedlife.com, you can join us for regular insights, for regular teachings, and maybe a few resources that I'm sure, I'm hopeful anyway, that they will bless your life. So I encourage you to stop by and join Blessed Nation today. Jay Marsh here, and it's great to be here with you today, and I want to welcome you to your blessed life. So let's get right into the show. So today's guest, our featured guest in this episode is Tim Page. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Hey, Jay, I'm great, man. How are you? I am good, and I'm excited to have you on the show. I want to share a little bit, Tim, about you with Blessed Nation. And afterwards, I want to ask you if you'd share maybe uh, some fun facts about yourself, maybe something that your closest friends know, or maybe <laughs> something that even your closest friends don't go. We'll make it interesting. I'll let you decide. All right. Cool. So I want to start off. I want everyone to, to know a little more about you. So you're from from Syracuse, New York, and you're still there now, right? Yes, sir. Cool. So, and I know you've been married. I think you're coming up on about three and a half years. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. We've uh, we've been together for six years. All right. So you're not rookies. You're veterans. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, y-
0: young veterans. Let's young go veterans, that. right. <laughs> veterans in the making. That's it. So we been together for six years and I know y'all have a little boy together. We and do. you know what? Speaking of your family, do you mind if I give a quick shout out to Sarah? Say happy belated. No, please. Yeah. Happy belated birthday to Sarah. I know that y'all got to spend some time over the weekend together doing that. And we did. It was great.
1: Awesome. It was great. You know, we had we had our son Owen with us, and he celebrated. We he got to, we got him to say happy birthday, so that was good. We're still, you know, he's doing great with the language thing, but at two, there's still a lot to learn. <laughs>
0: yeah, there, yeah, there is. Well, he has uh, big shoes, at least proverbial shoes, to follow as far as language goes, because blessed nation. One of the things, one of the two things that I know Tim for is he's a voiceover artist. So a professional voiceover artist means that he brings life to these different audio projects that you hear. And I know some of the things, Tim, that you've worked on. I know you've been on the Travel Channel, Expedia, Entrepreneur on Fire. And Bless Nation, as you listen to Tim's voice here throughout the show, and if you think to yourself, yeah. This guy kind of sounds familiar. Well, it should, or he should, his voice should, because Tim's voice is what you hear at the top of each episode here at Your Blessed Life. I had the honor of having Tim do uh, our intro for the show, and I still like listening to it, Tim.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was my, my pleasure, my privilege, for sure. Yeah. Well, I
0: also know, Tim, that you're a host of your own podcast show, a very popular podcast show called Conversion Cast over at Lead Pages. And there I know that you talk pretty much everything related to education on you know everything online related to marketing and lead generation.
1: That's right. Yeah. We we help folks get real measurable results for their businesses. And that that is because I found that I always wanted to help people be able to kind of do the work that they were really passionate about. And I used to try to do that through motivation, right? I try to get people motivated and inspired to do the stuff they loved. But I found a lot of people were actually pretty darn motivated, just didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I use the vehicle that Lead Pages provides me to be able to teach people what to do so that they can do what they love and have a business that's actually generating income for them.
0: Yeah, well, it's a great show. I've listened to it many, many times. And of course, I'm, I'm partial because I would probably listen to it regardless what the show was. But not only is it you hosting the show, but the information that you teach is awesome. You're a good teacher. And I say that because I know I got to hear one of the first times you were on stage doing a teaching and it rocked the room. And you know, you know what I'm talking about. Thanks so much. You betcha. Well, so share with us, Tim, if you would, before we get into the pillars of the show, share with us a fun fact, something that maybe folks don't know about you or, or maybe something that even you'd like to share related that your closest friends might know about you.
1: You know, I wish I I wish I had something. Unfortunately, I'm like the most public person uh, I know, but I'll say this. Here's an interesting one that some people would have to be pretty darn close to me to know. I am a big fan of Christmas for my whole life, even prior to discovering my love for Jesus. I have just always loved Christmas and the, the idea behind it. And so I got a tattoo of Tim Allen as the Santa Claus on my ankle.
0: Oh, that is cool. I did not know that. I've got a lot of tattoos and
1: uh, most of them are pretty, pretty goofy, but that one takes the cake. That's good, man. What? that's fun. I appreciate you sharing that with us, brother. Sure.
0: Well, you know, as we, as we change gears just a little bit, there's a lot of things that we could talk about, but for our, for our audience today, what I'd ask for you to share is really maybe the walk that you have. Your, your daily walk, your personal walk in Christ, some ins and outs of that. Would that be okay with you? I'd be happy to. Okay. Well, Blessed Nation, as you know, the pillars of this show are faith, hope, and promise. Then at the end, we sprinkle in a few nuggets of wisdom. So I want to start it off with that story of faith. So in life, we have these struggles and these challenges, which is usually that time when God's doing a mighty work in our life. But Tim, I would ask if you would share a time in your life, when your faith was stretched, when you felt like it was a time where you were in that proverbial pit,
1: yeah, absolutely. And and I want to add something. You know, you mentioned the things that this show is about, and I I'd like to add that I think there's one piece that probably it may be included, but should be included a lot, and that's doubt. I think that that for me, one of the the biggest struggles in my world has is doubt, even in the things that I believe in and have strong faith in. I doubt all the time. And I'm willing to admit that, and I pray all the time for that to be assuaged. But, you know, I think it's just one of those things that we all struggle with, and I struggle with it, or at least it feels to me like I struggle with it more than many. And yeah, so, so I guess a time in, in my life where I've, I've really struggled to find my footing, there was a, a point in my life where I had actually had a whole lot of different things that happened all at once. We had, you know, when it rains, it pours. This was the definition of when it rains, it pours, except for that I had an umbrella and I actually, you know, closed down the umbrella and put it down and stood in the rain just to make matters worse. So at one point in my life was selling vacuum cleaners door to door. And the most glamorous career you could imagine, especially in the snowfall capital of the United States, really just brilliant career choice. And I was doing that and making pretty good money doing it, six figures and and you know that kind of thing. but I was working 16 hour days, six to seven days a week, and I was with my wife at the time, and you know we we were trying to to start a life, and we wanted to or I guess not start a life, but we were trying to get get something going and we wanted to have a kid, and you know we really had all these great visions for our uh, for our lives, and unfortunately, 16 hour days, six to seven days a week at work didn't really leave much time for those other things. Right, And I was coming home every day, you know, get home from work and sit on the couch and just be not not really myself, you know, sitting there with my wife and she'd be sitting on the couch next to me and she'd be telling me all about her day and I was listening as best I could while also trying not to cry, you know, just because of all of the stuff. And so at at one point, I made the decision that I was going to leave and I was going to go forward. And my wife, being the supportive, incredible woman she is, told me that that's, she'd been waiting for me to do that. So we made that decision. And the day that we really decided to set a date was the day that we found out that we were going to have our son. Oh, my goodness. And really fantastic. Good news. Scary, scary, but good news. But what happened was, you know, a few months later, I did quit. I did start several of my own businesses. But in that process, we also had come to the end of our lease and had nowhere for a kid. We were in a one bedroom apartment, had nowhere to put a crib or any of those things. So in the span of about two months, I had left my six-figure career to go down to earning about uh, $1,500 a month. My wife was pregnant. We were moving, and we had two deaths in the family that were very close, people that that I was very close to. So we went through a lot of stuff, and I started having, for the first time in my life, I started having anxiety attacks. Oh. And I am, for anybody that knows me, I am the most laid-back difficult to upset person that there is it really takes a lot to get me down so for me to have anxiety attacks was something and so I was going through all of that and and that was a real time where I struggled with everything with with what everything meant with what to do with with if I was making the right choices and this was at a time where I hadn't I hadn't yet really formed a belief in Christ I I, I still at that point was not sure what I believed and and what to think, and, and it was during that time that I really started to, I really started to think that I was missing something regardless, because I knew I had made all the right choices, I knew we were struggling, but I felt like there was something missing in my world, in my life, and that I had to figure something out because there had to be some way to get through those hard times without spending my time, my days in the hospital and at the doctor's office trying to fix a problem <laughs> that I had created.
0: Wow. So now that kind of leads me to the next question. Actually, this wasn't the next question, but it is now. So how did you move through that time of struggle? How did you get through it?
1: I have to say that, you know, really it, it came down to having a wife as amazing as mine. You know, I think that most smart men would say my wife is, is amazing, but I really truly have an incredible partner in my life. And, she of all people should have probably been the person who was the most stressed out because yeah. she didn't, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't know anything about online marketing. She was a full, at that point we had been, we called it practicing for full-time momhood cause we wanted her to stay home. So we were practicing for that. So it was only my income and to go from basically $8,000 a month to less than $2,000 a month while we're about to have another mouth to feed and be moving and, All those things, especially not knowing what this whole journey I was taking in terms of my career was, I can't imagine what that must have felt like. But she never, never wavered in her support of what I was doing. And any time I was like, you know, I really, I should be whatever, doing the dishes or doing this other thing. She was always like, but you've got stuff to do. So go get it done. You know, go Go and, and talk to your client. Go and, and meet with this person. You know, we don't have money, but you need to spend money on this thing for your business. Go do it. Do what you need to do. I believe in you. And that that faith in me got me through all of that. Without that, I'm not sure where I would be right now.
0: Aren't we blessed? And I, I'm i right there with you, Tim. Aren't we blessed to have a partner, in our case, wives in our lives that support us through those difficult times? Yes,
1: yeah, truly, it's it's um it is one of the things that has helped me be able to do pretty much anything I've ever done in life. You know,
0: I as a as a certified Christian marriage coach, I get the opportunity to talk to a lot of couples and I see this recurring theme and it really touches to the point that you're making here, Tim. And it reminds me of a verse. It's in Ecclesiastes. And it, it's just saying this, that. Sometimes we're, we're good and we're, we're worthy in our own right to move through stuff on our own, but God's called us when we, when we meet that person that we're called to be with, he tells us that when the two of us come together, we are like a powerhouse. We're empowered to defend the forces around us. You know, it's that closest representation of the relationship that we have as believers to Christ that we have on earth is our relationship as husband and wife. And so I really think, just hearing this story, because I haven't heard this story before, that this was God working through your relationship to say, you know what, the two of you coming together in agreement to support each other, you can stand together on this. And here's the rest of that, that Ecclesiastes verse that I was referring to. Okay, so you're you good by yourself, Tim, and you and Sarah are better together, but you and Sarah are even better yet when you wrap the two of you around with a third cord of Christ. And that has to be a decision, of course, for the two of you, and it becomes a process. But scripture tells us you're good by yourself, you're better together, but you're best yet when I'm wrapped around the three of you or the two of you. So I, I just think about, and that's a process. That's that process of sanctification becoming, in this case, the couple that you've been created to be. So I'm going to have you and Sarah in my prayers as it relates to that journey, because as a married man of 12 years, I know it is a journey, brother.
1: <laughs> it is. It is a journey. And I know that it's really been amazing to to grow together. And and it was because of that situation, I think, more than any others. And we've been through plenty in 6 years. I mean there's a lot of things that can happen in 6 years. We've been through plenty, but I think that was the one where when we got through it we said, "Okay, I think we're we're pretty well equipped." You know, a lot of stuff can get thrown our way, but we handled that all together in one and we got out the other side and our relationship never, you know, suffered because of it. And I think we actually reflect on that quite regularly. We look back at that and say, you know, Really wouldn't pick to go through that, but we're really glad we did because now any struggle in life doesn't seem quite as big because we'd been through that together.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I can see that as being a time where the two of you as a couple were really digging those stakes into the ground to fortify your relationship. For sure. Yeah. You know, I've come to learn that over these different seasons that we have in our life, these struggles in this case, struggles and difficulties, they're they are tough to get through But we can look as far, or don't have to look as far, just just to the scriptures. And it reminds me of the one where joy comes in the morning. And it really makes me think about the hope that we have for a brighter tomorrow, a a more hopeful future. So, all right. So, Tim, as we move into your next story, I want to talk about actually, I want you to look back into the past so we can see how maybe a story of the past moved you into the future. So, I want to talk about hope. And when I say hope, what I'm really referring to is is that secure confidence that you can have in the Lord that will carry us through in rough times. And it can be related to the story of faith that you just shared, or it can be a completely new story. But I'd like for you to tell us about that proverbial breakthrough from the transition from the from the pit to the palace.
1: Yeah, I have to say that. You know, I think one of the bigger pits in my life was kind of what I mentioned was I had that that really deep rooted fear of death, you know, with my son and my family and all these things, all these people that relied on me, these people that I was I was teaching through my business and all this stuff. I felt like there was so much left for me to do. There were so many important things that if I wasn't there, if I wasn't around on this earth, that I would be leaving people hanging. And I constantly just started to be afraid of death. I I started to be afraid that if I, you know, if I went, if I was flying on a plane, I would literally be so anxious about every little bump or shake. Now, that's kind of normal for me. I'm a freak on a plane. But everything, I would think right then and there, okay, this is it. It's all over, and now everything is ruined, and I'm going to die. And I would, like, close my eyes and be, like, I would try to imagine what death would be like. Like, in a dark room where you can't hear anything or feel anything, you're just floating around, and there's nothing for eternity. And it was, like, the scariest thing in the world for me it's just it absolutely terrified me and it's it it started to affect the way that I was doing everything no matter what I was doing I was thinking about how I could avoid dying and what wow. dying was it was really terrifying and it didn't feel like it was founded on anything other than the fact that I now had this amazing family that I loved so much and I never wanted to be away from and what's interesting to me is the amount of peace that i felt once i started to feel that connection with the lord with with christ because all of a sudden when i started to really learn about god's promise and start to learn about what actually happened and and what it was going to be like you know when i when i do die all of a sudden it wasn't a scary thing and you know, I started to think, you know, I, I'm so terribly afraid of of this thing. And all along it was because I thought it was just there's nothing. But now that I know that there's this amazing thing waiting for me, it's not like I'm like, you know, all right, let's get there. Hurry up. You know, I'm very much like, no, 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 let's take our sweet time. Yeah. You know, I've got a lot of of things that I want to do here in this life. But I I suddenly don't have this fear anymore. And now it's really interesting because you know, we'll watch scary movies. We still, we love scary movies. And so many of them are like, you know, demons and all this stuff. And we just, we love that kind of stuff. It's fun. It's fun to be scared, I think, but they don't scare me like they once did. I don't go to bed and have nightmares. I don't walk into like the dark room at midnight after we finish watching a movie and like have that feeling like, oh gosh, something, you know, creepy is going to happen. I don't have that anymore because it's like, you know, look, Whatever that might be, the demon or or the devil that they show in the movies or whatever, if that were real, you know, he's been defeated. You know, yeah, it's over. Exactly. I, I yeah. don't have to be afraid of that. And it's been a really amazing feeling to have that peace and that feeling of calm where it's like, I'm not afraid of that anymore. I have never felt such a feeling of of peace and serenity you know I still get afraid of things I still get anxiety sometimes but it's never never even close to what it once was when I felt like there was just nothing
0: yeah when you have your confidence in Christ whether it is whatever the experience is whether it's watching a show that starts to create thoughts in your mind that that aren't parallel to the thoughts of Christ, whether it's a certain person that comes into your life for a short period of time that maybe doesn't have the best intentions, when you have your trust and your confidence in the Lord, man, it's like an armor around you. It's like a a force field of protection when you
1: activate it through Christ. Absolutely, and you know, it's really interesting. Is I think I, I mentioned this before, but I'm 31 years old now, and it's only been about a year or so that I have believed in God. It's only been about a year or so that I've had this this belief and and this connection and relationship that I've felt with Christ. And so, for a long time, I was that that doubtful. Uh, well, I mean, I'm still doubtful all the time, unintentionally. But I don't know if it was a non-believer, but just never really knew what it was that I believed, and so. I always had that skepticism and it always felt to me like I would say this, I would say, you know, one of the reasons why I've never even explored Christianity is because I always felt like in order to be a Christian, you had to be like a person who quote unquote needed it. And I know that a lot of people that, that don't believe in Jesus feel this way. It's like, well, Christians need it because it's, it's a, they need that crutch because, oh yeah, you know, yeah. they have this, this, pain or this horrifying past or they need something whatever and it's like and you know to an extent we all kind of need that but not like people think like christians are weak like it's like they're just holding on to this this god thing i felt like that was kind of how i felt for a long time but now i realize it's 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 not that it's not a crutch i i was never a weak person i was actually really happy and i know a lot of people turn to religion when they're at the worst time in their life and they need something to pull them out. And it wasn't that for me. I was actually at the happiest point I'd ever been at in my life when I found God. And it's interesting because I think I'm not denying that a lot of people do find God and do find their belief when they are at a low point and need something to pull them out. But my journey has been so odd because i I felt like I was so happy and it felt like that was kind of the only thing that was like, well, wait a minute, why are all these things happening? Why, how can there be this much beauty and this much joy and this much love in the world? And it's just there. It wow. just is what it is. And that, you know, for me, it, it ties in where I, I've mentioned that that my journey has been so different. And I think a lot of times my, the way that the way that I believe in Christ or the things that, that connect with me and resonate with me and seem right to me are so different i mean just as an example you know i am an efficient i'm a a, i don't know licensed efficient i guess i did a true story is i did it a long 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 time ago as kind of like just something for fun i was like i can become an efficient and then if anybody wants to get married i can marry them how fun and then after i had Gone on this journey, and after I had found Christ, I actually was the officiant at my sister's wedding to her wife. And I know that a lot of people would disagree with that, and a lot of people would have a problem with me doing that. But for me, it always made sense. I'm not having any, you know, kind of discussion or argument on whether or not homosexuality is a sin. That is for, I think, that's open to interpretation. Some people say it's not, I think it is. But for me, it was always like, well, I do much worse and I think anybody that says that they don't has missed the point. We're all broken. We're all sinning. And so for me, it was like, all I'm doing is facilitating the love of two people who I know love each other very much. So I think when people hear about Christianity, and this is kind of where I feel like my, one of the things that that God's called me to do is, is to show people that, that just because you go, oh, well, Christianity, I, I totally get it, but I think that... Whatever this one thing that that is considered a sin by a lot of people, I, I disagree with that. So I could never look into this faith. I could never, I could never go follow this. I think that that is a, a really reductive view of something that really could change your life. And if you open your heart to it, if you open your your spirit to that possibility, that could be real. And see what happens. And let God in. And just say, you know what. I don't know if I believe this, but I'm gonna open my heart and see if if it comes in. That's really what I did. I, said, I don't know this all sounds like it makes sense, but I'm gonna open up my heart and just see what happens and suddenly, because I did that, that was when God I feel like came to me and said, Hey, you know look this is this is real. I'm here. We're here. You should look more into this. you should learn more, you should figure this out and And now I'm on this journey and it's been a mess and trying to figure it all out is crazy, but I've never felt so at peace and at ease with everything.
0: Yeah, it is a journey and it is definitely a mess, but it also allows us to be open and humble and insightful. And I appreciate you sharing both of those two stories with us. The one that how fear, that fear of death was gripping you and how your, your confidence and your trust in the Lord helped you work through that as it would and as it will with any and other fear. And, you know, I also appreciate the fact that you're willing to share that story with us about your sister being married to another woman and you officiated that. And and that's an interesting topic to me because I'm also a an officiant and a minister of the word. And I preside as a pastor over many, many wedding ceremonies. And I, too, would, uh, I believe that, that homosexuality or homosexualism is a, is a sin because of what the Bible teaches me. But, you know, what I also know, too, is that it's in the way that I respond to those types of folks. You know, when when I hear someone say, you know, I'm gay, so what do you think? Or something to that extent. You know, for just a moment, I have to ask myself, how would Jesus respond to that? And when, when I do, I can, look, I can look at them in love, and I can treat them well, even if I don't agree with them. You right. know, and that's... I kind of think that's what I was hearing you say. You were leading with your heart. That's right. And you recognize that we are all messy people. You know, it reminds me, I wanted to share this quick, it's really a a book, but it's about messy people. And when you said that, Tim, it really sparked that that memory of this book. So it's called Messy Grace, and I want to give you just the short version of it. And Bless Nation, I want you to hear it too, because it's a great resource. It's by this guy. He's a pastor now. His name is Caleb Kaltenbach, and his book is called Messy Grace. And the short version of it uh, is he was raised by homosexual parents. And as he got older, he accepted Christ in his life. That was an interesting story, by the way. And uh, he, he believes that homosexuality is wrong. Still loves his parents. And it's interesting to hear the things that they walk through. But what I like about his points is that in our life, there is this dramatization, kind of what you were saying, Tim, of messy people, where you have an extreme version of grace on one side and and that says everything is okay, everything goes, anything goes, it's all good <laughs> because we're all covered by grace, and then the opposite side of that is this extreme version of truth, and this extreme version of truth says it's all about the law, it's all about the truth, it's all about these verses. It's all about doing right, not wrong, and having all these people point fingers at you. So there's, there's definitely truth in both of them, but there's exaggeration in both of them. And his point to us was, we as Christians have to find our place in the middle. And that's part of our journey. That's part of our walk. And, and here's, what, here's my two cents to that, is when I am at a place in my walk, in my journey, you know, I want to approach it, approach it with a graceful heart because I see a lot of judgment out there in our own Christian community as well as outside the Christian community. But I don't want to leave the truth out of the equation. So when I'm questioning something, I'm going to go to the word and I'm going to have that truth revealed to me and ask God that it would penetrate my heart in his perfect way, in his perfect time. So I, you know, as soon as you said that story, Tim, I kind of got on a ramble there, but as soon as no, you said that story, I wanted to share that because me- we're messy, man.
1: Uh, yeah, we are messy, you know, and, and that's the thing is I, I try, sometimes I I go and I just want to know if this thing, it's really funny. I just, I go, I just want to know if this thing is a sin or not. Is this thing a sin or not? And then I just think, you know what, a lot of the stuff that we're all doing and we keep doing it is a sin and we can try our best. And, And I don't, I don't think I fall into either the extreme grace or the extreme truth category. I'm definitely somewhere in the middle. And I think that we try to define, is this thing a sin? And is it, isn't it a sin? But you know what? how many of us and i'm not i'm not saying any of these apply to me or don't but how many of us are have been divorced how many of us have have you know cheated how many of us have looked at porn how many of us have yeah. overeaten how many of yeah. us have done these things a lot of us have and a lot of us know it's it's a sin and a lot of us keep doing these things and we can choose to go you know, oh, I'm a horrible sinner and, you know, I just keep making mistakes and and really beat ourselves up or we can just we can accept God's forgiveness and pray for it and accept it and realize that other people, when they're doing the sinning things that that we are willing to accept God's forgiveness and love for ourselves, we need to be willing to accept it for other people, too, and know that they're going to get it as well. And not be the ones that are judging and not be the ones when our savior, the person that we want to follow, our claim we want to follow, when he would go and love on them and forgive them. And then we say we're going to judge them and tell other people they're going to go to hell and they're, they're sinners and all this stuff. You know what? I don't think that's, that's not my place. And if I want to follow somebody, I'm going to follow the person who loved them and and forgave them. That's the kind of person that I want to follow. And, and I'm completely imperfect and I have no sense of what is a sin or what isn't. I mean, I guess I have some sense, but we're all trying to go on this journey. I think the best thing that we can do is try to be as much like that person that we all claim to follow as possible. Yeah, yeah that's so true.
0: And you know, when you start talking about judging, immediately the, the picking up of stones came into my mind. And so it brings me back to thinking about how Jesus would handle a seemingly difficult conversation. And I think whether it's the adulteress that the Pharisees brought to Jesus and they wanted to stone her, or whether it's the woman at the well that had five husbands and then had a new sixth boyfriend and was still trying to make it work. And, you know, Jesus didn't jump out at them and start hitting them over the head with the obvious, which is what they were doing wrong. What he said was, if you will follow me, if you will ask for forgiveness and move past those things, and then he said, and turn away from them. And that's kind of to your point, whether it's whatever the sin is, whether it's overeating or lustful thoughts or homosexuality or anything that we have a struggle with, because I tell you what, man, I've got my struggles too. Heck yeah. Yeah. And I have to constantly pray for the strength to turn away because there's this battle in my life of the flesh and the spirit, and they're looking, they're jockeying for position each and every day. And his truth, in a lot of cases, his promises rear their face in my life and bless my face. And that is kind of a transition, Tim, that I want to go into about promise. And I know before the show you and I talked about a story of promise through Zacchaeus, and I'm hoping you'll share that with us at this time. So this promise pillar, if you will, is places that we can look to strengthen and grow our hope, to release God's blessing into our life for a glorious future that we're all hopeful for. So when you when you look at those promises, Tim, those those stories, those verses in the Bible, where maybe you see God Himself. Would you share with us a scripture or a promise or a story that's guided you in maybe your time of faith or your time of hope?
1: Yes, and I, I've done some thought about this, and I actually want to share two. Sure. You know, the first one being the one you mentioned, Zacchaeus, because I, the number one struggle that I have, at least in terms of, you know, trying to be a better person and a better Christian, is is trying not to be judgmental, trying not to judge people and because you know what i think everybody everybody struggles with that i don't know anybody that that doesn't struggle with it and the person that claims i i don't judge anybody you know i think they're probably judging more than most and and again that's a judgment so it's something that i think we really struggle with and so i always look to to the story of zacchaeus the the tax collector who wanted to get a view of jesus so he climbed up on the tree and and jesus called to zacchaeus and and said that they were going to dine together and he ate with zacchaeus and everybody was like why is you know why is he eating with this this sinner you know and for me it was it always was a reminder that you know our god ate with the sinners he he spent time with them that's who he wanted to Minister be around to not the me. pharisees yeah but but the sinners the broken people and i always i've always loved that because that was for me the the story that made me the most willing to give this a shot. So that was really helpful. I think the other thing that I, like to, that I like to look to, and again, I am so new to this, so a lot of these stories might be a little bit off, but there's are still the things that stand out in my head. And one was when Christ was being crucified and the other man that was on the cross, that was on a cross next to Jesus who, who yeah, was- a robber. Mm-hmm. What's that? Yeah, he was a, he was a robber. Right. The robber. And he, and he was saying, you know, he was, he was saying, you know, positive things and he was asking for forgiveness and Christ forgave him right there on the cross. Yeah. That's awesome. While he was suffering, you know what I mean? And it was like, to me, it was like, you know, this is somebody who has all, who's all powerful, you know, is, has the ability to basically do whatever he wants. And he forgave this man who was right there suffering with him. And I, I think, it always reminds me that like, you know, we can, we're going to make mistakes and we we have to do our best to try to fight these things. But you know what? Sometimes we're going to make a mistake. A lot of times we're going to make a mistake and, and it's amazing to have a God who would forgive us from those mistakes. I think that's really something that helps me through every day.
0: Yeah. So he truly was the epitome of in a tough spot. He, he walked the walk, didn't he? And that story on the, with the thief on the cross.
1: Yes. I've, I love that from the second I heard that story.
0: You know, when I think about the heart of Jesus, it wants me to just remind our listeners here at Blessed Nation that God knows our heart, just like Jesus knew the heart of the thief that was on the cross next to him. He knows what we've been through, He knows what we're currently going through, and He also knows that we can stand on the promises of God. And those promises will position us to release all of the blessings that Christ has for us into our lives. So I'm just grateful for those promises. And and Tim, before we move into the final segment of the show, I, I just want to ask our listeners if this show has been a blessing to you, if you've enjoyed it so far. I, I know I have. It kind of gives me an opportunity to check myself and say, man, this has been a, a great show. So if you've enjoyed it, Bless Nation, I would just want to invite you to subscribe so you can, be in a position to hear more of this kind of stuff like Tim and I are talking about subscribing to the show is easy to do a click of a button. If you're on your mobile device or even on your desktop from the inside of that podcast app, just simply click that purple button that says subscribe. And uh, then you can keep an eye out for our next episode. So thank you in advance for doing that. So Tim, the last round, if you will, of the show, the last segment of the show is, is kind of a, a, short and sweet, practical nuggets of wisdom round. So we've got to hear some awesome stories. And now I just want you to hit us with some practical wisdom. Can I share some some questions with you? Please do. Okay, cool. So I know we were talking about books a little bit. I'm going to leave that one toward the end. But if you would share with us right now,
1: big or small, what is one thing in your life that you're praising God for? My family, over and over, all the time, every time I pray. I'm so grateful for it. I have an amazing wife and a wonderful son. And anytime, you know, anytime I'm having a hard day at work or something's not going my way or I'm just feeling like a snot because that happens a lot, I go and I just, I go in the living room and I'll watch my son play or I'll pick him up and run around the house and make him giggle or I'll give my wife a hug and kiss. I am just, I cannot believe that this is the family I get to have. It's amazing. Oh man, Praise God for being... Surrounded
0: by people you love and love you back. Absolutely. Well, our next question for you is and and very much related, Tim, but what is one way that you like to be a blessing
1: to others? I like to be able to help people accomplish something that is a big dream for them. I have I've had the amazing blessing of having to have having to change my lifetime dream come true. Many, many times. My dream, for a long time, I said, if I could only do this, that would be my dream come true. Was to be a full time touring musician, and I did that when I was 23. And so I've had to change my dream come true so many times. My next dream was to have my own business that I supported myself with, and I did that when I was 26. And and then it was to become a voice actor, and now I've done that. And all these things—it's constantly evolving my my dreams. And so one thing that I've found is that I have God has kind of blessed me with a little bit of a gift to help people do that in some way, whether it's through guiding them through marketing or business knowledge or just helping people be inspired to do that. That's one thing that I really I'm grateful to get to do on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I know that to be true just in the short time that you and I have known each other. So well along the same line, Tim, would you share with us one thing that you do regularly that helps to further or strengthen your personal walk in Christ.
1: It is just, this is something that I think a lot of people also struggle with. And well, I guess I don't think I know this because I've had this conversation with people who have been, had this faith for much longer than I have. And it is that sometimes, honestly, as awful as this might sound or as it feels, I just forget to pray. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I go days. I've gone weeks where I've forgotten to pray. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. I haven't even talked to God in weeks. And so that's something that every day I try to remind myself to just take some time. Just God has given everything for me, everything. And I can give a little bit of time to just spend with him. That's all he wants. And I just need to remember that. So that's something that every day I've tried to do and I've done whatever I could to make it happen. The thing that happens for me and I want to Just mention this short story because I know that it probably happens to some others. Is that I start to pray and I pray silently. It's just the way that I've always felt more connected is to just pray silently. And I do that, and then suddenly my thought will go to something else. I'll hear a noise, I'll think of something else, and suddenly. I've gone away from the prayer and, and th- completely gone into other thoughts and never go back to it. Yeah. So I started writing down my prayers, praying on paper. And that really helped me. And then doing that got me in the habit. And then suddenly I started doing it every day. That's been that's been a big thing for me.
0: Man, I, I love that. That's great. Great wisdom. Thank you for sharing that with us. You know, speaking of wisdom, I know there's a couple of books that you really like that are related to uh, furthering your walk in Christ and and, and maybe even a book that isn't so much faith-related, but it's Christ-centered. So I want to ask you if you'd share. I'm a big fan of books. I know you are too. I know especially you like audiobooks, which I do too. But would you share with us a book that's blessed some area of your life, a Christ-centered book that is blessed? Maybe it be maybe it's your faith. Maybe it's your health, your business, your relationships, any area. But share a book with us that we can, we can share with Bless Nation here.
1: Yeah, I'll give you two. I'll give you one that if you ever— if you're ever in a point of doubt, which I think you probably are a lot, because I know I get that way, one is The Reason for God by Timothy Keller. And I love that book because it approaches, it approaches faith from a logical and intellectual standpoint as well. And sometimes we just need that. You know, it's it's easy enough to go, just believe, you know, have faith. And that's great. But you know what? Some people are intellectual beings and need some kind of here are the facts here's what it is here's where you can tangibly say this is reality and that book does a great job of that and it's what helped me initially and then the other one is the total money makeover by dave ramsey i don't agree with everything dave says but we struggled big time with debt for a long, long time. And we struggled with money for a long, long time. Getting out of debt has been the number one reason I've been able to do the things I wanna do in my career. It has blessed us now. We have more peace in our lives now than ever because we have no debt. We have a savings account that is like eight months worth of our expenses. So something terrible happens, we are okay and we're at peace with that, and now money is not such a scary, terrifying thing anymore. So that book is a great way to walk yourself through that journey. It's been a huge blessing for our lives. Yeah, that is a great practical
0: insight, and uh, Dave Ramsey does have a lot of good tips and and strategies. So thank you for yes. for sharing that one with us. For sure. You know, Tim, as we as we come to uh, a close of the show, and we we talk about this book, I'm reminded about a motivational speaker I heard years ago. And he said that you're you're going to be the same person in five years, 10 years as you are today, except for those people that you associate with and the books you read. And it's awesome to be able to share our time together with another like-minded Christian and to sharpen each other and to hear even different perspectives with each other and to share resources like this book that has blessed your life. Because I do believe that readers are leaders or it could be said the other way, leaders or readers, either way. <laughs> I, I think it's very powerful. Before we wrap it up, Tim, I want to ask you two more questions. The first one is, what has you most excited right now that's going on in your life? Any part of your life, what has got you excited?
1: Well, as we're recording this, I'm I'm about three days away from going to Disney with my family and taking my two-year-old. I'm so excited about that. Fun. And from a from a career standpoint, I just recently signed with a top five voice acting agency in the world, and the auditions I've been getting have just been unbelievable. I, I am just every time I get one and I'm doing an audition for, you know, a skit on Jimmy Kimmel Live or yeah, a big promo on ABC or something, I'm just blown away. So I'm really excited about that. I would say those are two big things in my world right now that just have me all jazzed up.
0: Yeah, that is exciting. Thank you for sharing that with us. Well, and the last thing, Tim, is just speaking of connecting, you've made a good connection with your agency. If folks want to connect with you in some way, some fashion, what's the best way that they can do that?
1: Yeah, I would love to. I'm on Twitter at TimThePage. You can feel free to reach out to me there. I'm also on, I have a Facebook account, but you'll have to look for me. It's Tim Page. I don't know. I don't know the URL because just you can jump on there and connect with me. It was originally a personal account and now it's, I'm just open to connecting to whoever wants to connect and chat and see my musings about stupid things like comic books and things that I care about. So yeah, you can connect to me there and happy to chat away. Great. Well, I
0: appreciate you sharing that with us, and I also just appreciate you coming on the show and being vulnerable and being real and sharing a little bit about who you are and your walk in Christ. It's been a good time together, and bless nation. If you've enjoyed this episode, I want to ask you to do us a favor, and I've asked you to describe to subscribe to the show before, and kind of the next step to that is is leaving us a review. Let us know what you think. If you go to that search icon in the iTunes Store. Where it says your blessed life, you'll see the cover art there. There's a picture of me on it, and it says your blessed life. Click on the ratings and review tab, and then from there, you can write your review, tap the number of stars, it's one through five, that you want to give the show, and you're done. And I appreciate you doing that in advance for giving us that feedback and for supporting us in that way. So Bless Nation, until that next episode that we bring to you, I want to leave you with this. It's a thought and it's a reminder. And it's simply this, that God loves you and he wants to bless you.